ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय रीडिंग फ्रॉम द भगवद गीता चैप्टर थ्री कर्मयोगा टेक्स्ट नंबर थर्टी सिक्स ऑन वर्ड्स अर्जुन उवाच अथ के प्रयुक्त पापम चरति पुरुष अनिच्छन वार्षणेय बलादेव नियोजित अर्जुन सेट ओ डिसेंडेंट ऑफ वृष्णि स्टेलिंग कृष्णा बाय व्हाट इज वन इम्पेल्ड टू सिंफुल एक्ट्स इवन अनविलिंगली एज इफ एंगेज बाय फोर्स सो वी हर्ड इन द प्रीवियस पॉडकास्ट फ्रॉम दिस चैप्टर हाउ कृष्णा इज एनकरेजिंग अर्जुना टू फाइट दिस बैटल बिकॉज ही इज एन exemplary character a responsible man and he's supposed to set the right example for others and not by abstaining from prescribed duty but by doing it one can achieve the perfection of life and can also inspire others towards the same arjuna has understood now but he still torn apart and he wants to know from krishna what is that one force which doesn't let us do what we want to do even though we know what is right but we still end up doing just the opposite and we might have also experienced this in our life sometimes we want to say something and we end up saying something else we want to go somewhere else we end up going somewhere else as if pulled by some uh, force in a different direction so what is that force so answer to this question is starting from text number 37 and it continues till the last verse of this chapter so let's see what krishna says what is that one force krishna says shri bhagavan uvacha kama esha krodha esha rajoguna samudbhavah mahashano mahapapma vidhiyenam iha vairinam the supreme personality of god had said it is lust only arjuna which is born of contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath and which is the all devouring sinful enemy of this world so krishna explains that reason the cause is lust now lust means the desire to gratify our own senses that means selfishness in one word so that desire to satisfy our own senses it is so so deep rooted it is so strong that since that is the focus of our life therefore even though we know sometimes what is the right thing to do we don't end up doing it because this selfishness we want to serve others but what stops us from serving others selfishness because first we want to be served we want to be happy we want to be the center of the universe i me and mine this consciousness is so strong which is called lust it is selfishness it is so strong that it doesn't let us do things the right way and in the next verses krishna explains how different living entities are covered by different degrees of this lust or selfishness and simply by 
looking around us and seeing the different types of bodies that the souls have been given we can easily understand what degree of lust or selfishness this particular living entity exhibited in his or her past life he says dhomena vriyate vahnir yatha darsho malena cha yathol bena vrito garbhas tatha tene damavritam as fire is covered by smoke as a mirror is covered by dust or as a embryo is covered by the womb the living entity is similarly covered by different degrees of this lust so fire covered by smoke the covering is the thinnest you just have to do little effort and the smoke can disappear and the fire can shine forth mirror covered by dust refers to the animals the beasts the birds there the covering is slightly thicker relatively compared to humans they have activity slight degree of uh, not even slight but they have uh, much more uh, independence or uh, ability to act than the living entities who are compared to like embryo in the womb so this refers to living entities like trees plants who have been given these bodies and they have no power they just have to stand in one place for thousands of years sometimes they have to tolerate hot weather cold weather summer uh, rainy season snowfall and they can't do anything about it so depending on the degree of selfishness human beings manifest or exhibit in this life next body is given to them accordingly so the embryo in the womb represents the trees and plants soul is put into that kind of body okay you do now you exhibited so much selfishness now we'll put you in a body where you will not be even allowed to act say uh, or communicate anything slightly better are those in the forms of birds and beasts okay relatively lesser but humans those who have been blessed with human body it just little effort we have to make and that selfishness can go away so in the next verse krishna says how this lust covers uh, the pure consciousness of a living entity intelligence the function of intelligence is to discriminate between right and wrong to take the right decisions but when a person is very very selfish and we have seen people who become very selfish it covers their intelligence they don't mind even destroying their own family members or near and dear ones avartam gyanam etena gyanino nitya vairina kama rupena kanteya dushpurena nalena cha thus the wise living entities pure consciousness becomes covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust which is never satisfied and which burns like fire and the nature of this selfishness is sometimes we think if i get this now then i'll be fine then i will start loving everyone i'll start serving everyone but the nature of having these selfish desires is such that one get one gets fulfilled another one will pop up because selfishness is a disease of the heart simply by fulfilling a particular desire want purify the heart the heart needs to get purified so for the second time krishna after uh, 
using the same word in 37 in 39 again he uses the same word enemy 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 uh, of the soul for this selfishness or lust it burns like fire so now if we have an enemy we have to be very careful and we must try and figure out a way to destroy him otherwise the enemy will destroy us but before we destroy the enemy we need to figure out where does the enemy live that is the first piece of information that we need and that's what krishna describes in text number 40 indriyani mano buddhir asyadhisthanam ucchate eter vimohayati esha gyanam avritti dehinam the senses the mind and the intelligence are the sitting places of this lust through them lust covers the real knowledge of the living entity and bewilders them so where does this lust reside the enemy the senses the mind and the intelligence mind and intelligence are subtle elements within our body senses are gross so the lust is residing in these three different locations these are three different homes so therefore now we have found the location now we have to figure out to destroy this enemy residing as at these three different places that means we need to purify the senses the mind and intelligence of this lust of, of this uh, degree of selfishness and that's what krishna encourages in the next few verses till the end but how do we do that now we have five senses the eyes the nose the skin the tongue and the ears how do we purify the eyes by regularly daily spending some time beholding the beautiful form of the supreme lord sri krishna and darshan should be done right starting from his feet and gradually rising upwards towards his smiling face that way the sense of seeing gets purified ears by regularly hearing the lord's glories his message from scriptures like gita bhagavatam and his holy name tongue by tasting food which is offered to him and also by chanting his names hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare sense of touch in associating with devotees uh, touching things which are sacred have been offered to the lord or utilizing our sense of touch by connecting with holy places holy deities like that and sense of smell by smelling things like incense or flower or tulsi which has been offered to the lord so this way all our senses get purified of this lust if we regularly engage in these activities these sound very simple but they are very very powerful and we must take time out some day every day to execute these activities if you want to be purified of this enemy mind how do we purify mind which is the second resting place of lust or selfishness mind in hindi is known as man and the cure for the mind is mantra that which liberates the man is called mantra and which mantra to be chanted there are so many mantras but kali santran upanishad specifically recommends mantra with consisting of the lord's names 
and lord brahma explains this to uh, narad muni when narad muni asked the lord has many names which particular names to be chanted in kali yuga then brahma said he had gone through all the scriptures he just found this 16 word solution hari krishna hari krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so anyone who will chant this 16 syllable mantra iti shodashakam nam nam kali kalmasha nashanam shodashakam means 16 syllables 16 anyone who will chant this 16 syllable mahamantra will easily rise above the evils or the problems of kali yuga which is known as the age of quarrel and disagree- disagreement and hypocrisy a person will be able to rise above all these dualities anyone who will chant this mantra his mind will be completely purified and the process to chant this mantra is not very difficult we can chant it before taking bath after taking bath while sitting or standing or walking but only one condition when we try and chant we try to hear the sound of the mantra hari krishna hari krishna while we do this the mind will wander away doesn't matter as soon as we realize we bring back the mind to the sound again it wanders away again bring it back and that way gradually the mind will become calm and will also begin to cooperate with the chanting and gradually we shall be able to focus more and more and the mind will get purified the more the mind gets purified the more our focus levels will increase so this way we purify the mind of lust and intelligence the third resting place how does the intelligence get purified it is explained through scriptural study when we regularly study the scriptures like gita bhagavatam ramayana mahabharat so that way our intellect gets sharpened and with a sharpened intellect we can take the right decisions because the mind does not or the uncontrolled mind does not allow us to think properly selfishness does not allow us to think beyond our own comforts but intelligence if it is sharp it will help us decide what is right and what is wrong it will help us discriminate so if somebody says oh i do not have time i have so much to do how will i find time to study scriptures please understand if you are writing with a pencil the end of the pencil after writing a lot becomes blunt and if somebody tells you why don't you sharpen the pencil and you say no no i am very busy let me just go on writing but whatever you write with that blunt pencil will not be neat and tidy not good to look at so if you take some few seconds out sharpen the pencil then you write it then it will be so beautiful similarly the script of our life is best written when it is done with a purified intelligence because intelligence helps us as i mentioned earlier take the right decisions so we have to if we want to get cured if we want to be happy if we want to be purified of this sinful enemy if we want to be protected then we have to engage in these activities chanting the mantra to purify the mind study of scriptures regularly even if it's half an hour every day uh, what we said certainly study these scriptures and to purify the intelligence of lust and senses as we discussed the five activities for the five senses now krishna ends the chapter by encouraging arjuna more and more to deal with this lust 41 42 43 tasmat tamindriyani adau niyamya bharata rashaba papmanam prajahi enam gyana vigyana nashanam 
therefore arjuna best to the bharatas in the very beginning curb this great symbol of sin that is lust by regulating the senses and slay this destroyer of knowledge and self realization so this selfishness does not even allow us uh, to have proper knowledge and realize the goal of life which is self realization and that's what we see in the world today people are only interested in their immediate sense gratification they don't care about what will happen in future or there is somebody called god and we are his eternal children we have to reconnect ourselves with him nobody gives a damn about it because their intelligence has been totally covered by this lust selfishness even the animals don't exhibit this degree of selfishness which the humans are exhibiting nowadays they also have uh, a lot of love for all their near and dear ones at least only the humans are the ones the only species on this planet who are known to uh, systematically destroy their own species the animals also don't do that unless they are like very envious one sometimes the snakes might do it or whatever eating up their own eggs but otherwise uh, nobody else does that they have so much love and they are they have gratitude also but when the selfishness becomes like the priority in life lust is covering our intelligence to a different degree then we can't think of these things the higher goal in life so we have to rise above selfish uh, goals and uh, try and make an effort to move towards Uh, the goal of self realization that's what makes us a human being that's what will solve our all our problems eternally and bless us with eternal happiness once we start connecting with our spiritual self once we start engaging in the lord's devotional service beginning with hearing chanting etc the activities which we discussed while trying to figure out the solution for purifying our mind intelligence and senses of this enemy of lust and krishna encourages he says indriyani paraniyahur indriyebhya param manah manasastu para buddhir yo buddhe paratastu sa the working senses are superior to dull matter mind is higher than the senses intelligence is still higher than the mind and he the soul is even higher than the intelligence and krishna is encouraging don't think you can't do it dull matter is making us dance we are running after matter here and there material desires but senses are superior to dull matter mind can also control senses but mind can be controlled by intelligence which is higher but the intelligence can be empowered by the soul you and me we are higher than the intelligence which is higher than the mind and senses so don't allow yourselves to be controlled realize your true potential as the soul part and parcel of god you have so much power don't allow yourself to be controlled by dead matter which is making you run around here and there so you are higher than your intelligence mind and senses and even matter you can empower the intelligence you can make the right choices so that you can rise above the control of the mind and senses this power we all have but we have forgotten that is why Krishna comes again and again into this world to remind us of what we have forgotten. He sends saints into our life. He leaves scriptures behind to remind us of what we truly must be uh, running after. And uh, the saints will keep doing their work whether people people listen to them or not, but they will keep doing their duty selflessly. Some people will listen and they will be blessed, some will never listen because they're too selfish. their only goal in life is to eat drink and be merry then they will have to 
go through miseries in future and it's not not just not a matter of when, uh, how it's just a matter of when times can change any moment some people who think they are just leading a happy life why should they need god they are just happy everything is going their way so i tell such people today everything might be just the way you want but the nature of this world is anything can happen any moment things can change any moment when that change actually happens how will you deal with it where will you have the strength from so to deal with challenges in life which inevitably come into everyone's life we need inner strength and inner strength is synonymous with spiritual strength spiritual strength comes from spiritual activities genuinely and spiritual activities are practiced under the shelter of a guru not just according to our own whims and fancies and that is the right process that will help us rise above to first of all look for or pray to krishna to send the right guide into our life right guru so that we can be trained up in spiritual culture and learn to rise above the selfish pursuits in life last verse evam buddhe param buddhva samstabhyatmanam atmana jahi shatrum mahabaho kamarupam durasadam again he uses the word shatrum enemy for this thus knowing oneself to be superior or transcendental to material senses mind and intelligence so mighty armed arjuna one should study the mind by deliberate spiritual intelligence that is the intelligence uh, which which we are blessed with due to our god consciousness realizing who we are and what we are supposed to do and thus by spiritual strength conquer this insatiable enemy known as lust so it is only possible through rising to a spiritual platform through spiritual discipline that we can rise above selfishness otherwise this will continue and then the, again as i mentioned to the degree we exhibit selfishness accordingly next body will be given to us could be a tree bird or beast and we definitely do not want to get degraded to that level so we might as well try engaging our mind intelligence and senses in uh, spiritual activities and spiritual discipline under the bona fide guidance of a true representative of krishna and that way our good fortune will be created and we shall be able to fulfill the true purpose of human life thank you very much hari krishna thus ends the third chapter entitled as karma yoga